Exactly, and uh, I also see that it's uh, you know uh, mutually uh, beneficial. Like uh, also, uh, we as a regulatory authority uh, can learn from those businesses uh, a lot. So uh, yeah. Welcome to this podcast created by the Estonia Briefing Center. In this series, we invite some of the most influential people in politics and business to discuss all angles of digitalization in Estonia and the world, from past learnings to current challenges and future plans. So take a seat, pour yourself a glass of your favorite drink, and enjoy the art of digitalization. Hello and welcome to another iteration of the art of digitalization. My name is Florian Marcus, and today with me we have Marilise Cook. She is the I'm going to take a big breath here, the head of innovation department at the Estonian Financial Supervision and Resolution Authority. Whew, I made that in the first take. Uh, Marilise, uh, thank you so much for being here. How are you? Uh, thank you for inviting me. Uh, I'm really good. Thank you. Very lovely. Um, just just for the record, uh, we mentioned the Estonian Financial Supervision and Resolution Authority. I will call it FI for short uh, for the rest of the podcast, just to save uh, both us and the listeners a bit of trouble. Um, but perhaps before we delve into all of the nitty gritty details, you can tell me where does the FI fit into the the government hierarchy itself, and and what does what does the FI deal with? What do you what do you guys do? Um, yeah, maybe I can um, start with what I do. Like sure, um, yes. Um, basically, um, professionally, I'm heading the innovation uh, department, um, and I'm also running our uh, innovation hub. So our innovation hub. Um, uh, tries to help fintechs um, to understand uh, where their uh, business models um, basically fit into this uh, regulatory um, landscape. Mm -hmm. And if they uh, need some kind of, um, you know, license for their activity. And uh, our innovation hub is uh, a quite new thing. Um, uh, we established uh, this um, um, a bit less than a year ago. Okay. And uh, uh, within that time, uh, we have had over uh, 150 uh, inquiries from uh, Estonian uh, fintech companies. Looking at the work that that you guys do at the Innovation Hub, um, I mean, obviously, over the last two years, we've we've seen a lot of the change in, in terms of the way that most people work uh, on a, on a more personal level. But do we see new business models emerging uh, over the last few years and and perhaps into the future as well? Uh, yeah, of course we do. Um, you know, um, there are again um, uh, this uh, green fintech. Um, topic that uh, has emerged. Um, we have uh, a lot of companies uh, that uh, try to be um, sustainability oriented. Um, they are trying to uh, um, give a value 
to those uh, environmental uh, environmental uh, um, uh, effects. And uh, basically, what they do or how uh, they uh, uh, achieve it is that uh, you know, if you, uh, for example, plant a tree, then uh, uh, from this uh, activity, uh, they uh, make a token. And then they make this token uh, tradable. And then uh, companies, other companies that uh, want to uh, show themselves uh, as um, um, sustainability oriented uh, or greener, then uh, they will uh, buy those. I uh, believe I know which company you're talking about, but yes, please continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, then uh, another great thing that we see um, is the creation of uh, micro shares. So, um, uh, you know, this uh, traditional world, um, usually uh, when we establish a company, then uh, there are the owners of this company. And if uh, this company becomes the success uh, story, uh, finally, then uh, only those uh, small bunch of people will get richer. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, in this uh, new world, um, basically, if you have a startup and there are people who uh, uh, provide some kind of help or, you know, they're your first employees, for example, uh, then you can uh, give them those micro shares. And again, uh, in a form of uh, tokens, right? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, this is uh, the next thing, uh, which is uh, really cool. Um, then... Um, uh, decentralization is, of course, something that uh, we see a lot. Um, uh, underneath this idea, uh, there are businesses and operations, you know, that uh, can be um, basically uh, run um, uh, simply uh, uh, by a goat. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, yeah, this is this is uh, also a really great uh, team that is uh, developing. So you mentioned you mentioned all of these queries. So so clearly there is a there is a demand for for this kind of unit. Um, is Estonia the first country to to come up with such an idea, or did we take this idea from somewhere else? Are, are we the last ones to do it? Like, where where does Estonia fit into this? Uh, no, we're we're certainly not the first ones mm. uh, to do that. Um, uh, basically, uh, all the um, FSAs in the world uh, have something similar. Mm. Uh, they are actually called um, innovation uh, facilitators. And uh, this um, innovation hub, uh, as it is, it's basically we're providing um, this uh, marketplace for uh, uh, to come and have a discussion mm-hmm. with the uh, regulatory authority and the professionals uh, in our uh, house. So we are basically providing this good, open discussion environment. I guess that's also very different experience than what most people would expect from an interaction with the public sector because usually it's like oh they're telling me what to do or uh, i have to chase paperwork to to get things done but in the, in this way it's a more more open forum where where you're you know approaching each other on the same level and uh, yeah, just ex- asking very uncomplicated questions exactly and uh, i also see that it's uh, you know uh, mutually uh, beneficial mm-hmm. like uh, also uh, we as a regulatory authority uh, can learn from those businesses mm-hmm. uh, a lot so uh, yeah so so i guess through 
your activity, you are also right uh, on the pulse of of where Estonian fintechs uh, are are heading. You know what they're planning yeah, as well. Yeah, I, I must say that um, um, beside uh, uh, my professional career, mm. I also do a PhD uh, in the field of uh, digital finance and fintechs, and I also belong uh, uh, to the uh, fintech research group mm. uh, at Taltech. Uh, which uh, has given out this uh, fintech report Estonia, and uh, thus far we have uh, done this um, uh, for two times. Mm-hmm. Um, I did obviously a background check on you, and I did see your research as well. Can you tell us about the exact topic of your PhD research before we delve uh, back into what what exactly you do at your job? Uh, yeah, um, my uh, PhD studies, um, actually, you know, I started them four years ago in 2018. And uh, then there was a uh, um, uh, uh, topic of uh, crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, today, I maybe even wouldn't say that crowdfunding is, uh, is, is, is a fintech anymore because it's uh, such an, you know, old uh, It's a global business. phenomenon yeah. by now. Almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. True. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, so let's talk about, about the world of, of fintechs, uh, both in the world and, and in Estonia in particular. I mean, as we, as we know, and our listeners, uh, will also know, Estonia is home to quite a few, uh, successful uh, fintechs that have, have conquered not just Europe, but, but the, the rest of the world. Um, in your opinion, where does that success, uh, come from? And where do people like you fit into that? Um, yeah, nice, nice question. Um, Actually, I have thought about it a lot. Mm. As you uh, should. <laughs> so I guess that's partially yeah. your job. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I think that um, it's a, a combination of different things, of mm. course. Um, you know, Estonia definitely um, has a really, you know, um, good position in different uh, uh, rankings, mm-hmm. uh, such as uh, entrepreneurial activity or... Uh, uh, startup activity. Uh, also, we are uh, really a tech-savvy uh, nation. Our um, people love to, you know, uh, use uh, digital devices and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, of course, all those things uh, are necessary. But, um, you know, there have been the story that um, if you establish a company, um, then it would be uh, really nice to be close to some kind of uh uh, financial center, mm-hmm. um, some kind of um, uh, uh, financial, um, historically important financial uh, um, location where this uh, financial cluster is really strong. Yes. Uh, because this helps you to basically uh, partner up with uh, uh, different uh, people uh, to uh, get funding, mm-hmm. right? Um, and um, yeah, this is something that uh, has proven to be important. Mm-hmm. But uh, my own uh, PhD supervisors, um, they uh, produced uh, a paper um, that is uh, called uh, uh, FinTech, uh, the role of uh, location in FinTech uh, formation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, this... Uh, Paper actually brings out that, uh, yes, this um, financial cluster mm-hmm. um, is really important. 
so the locations like uh, London or uh, mm-hmm. New York or Hong Just Kong. historically yeah. grown environments. Yeah. Yes, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yes, they are important. But uh, what is more important uh, in this fintech context mm. is uh, actually uh, uh, the strong ICT cluster. Mm. So, yeah, basically, um, they also found that uh, at, um, smaller countries have uh, advantage over uh, bigger countries mm-hmm. in that context. So, uh, I think we can all see <laughs> uh, that this is... There's a good uh, match there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, interesting. Um, so... If we if we think about the 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 world of fintechs and and also in Estonia, um, obviously regulations come come into play very very soon. Not just uh, on on the Estonian level, but also for for EU wide regulations uh, and and so on. So if you if you could tell me more about the the balancing act that uh, that the Estonian government plays in in terms of maybe not over regulating but at the same time not uh, not having too few restrictions on on you know how financial transactions and so on so and financial innovation can be made um what what do you guys do in that area and and what's what's the hardest part of, of your work mm-hmm. um maybe uh, um i would start off uh, uh telling what uh, is going on uh, in the world yes please yes <laughs> Um, because you know, um, usually uh, minister finances mm-hmm. are uh, responsible for um, those regulations, right? Um, uh, in uh, Estonia, uh, we don't have uh, much um, local regulations uh, in the fintech. Uh, we let the Europeans field. figure that stuff out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah basically, <laughs> um, I think that. Uh, the most uh, coolest regulations that we have uh, they have uh, they are uh, from uh, Europe because mm-hmm. you know um, European regulations starting from the scrum funding regulation uh, what they do is that uh, they basically provide uh, this uh, EU uh, single market which mm-hmm. is really big um, if we think about uh, the biggest European uh, countries such as uh, Germany or France then mm-hmm. uh, They are uh, not individually even uh, the biggest uh, financial markets, right? But yeah, if you have true. this uh, big EU market uh, uh, on your back, you know, then uh, this is a really great uh, thing to have, uh, especially for Estonia. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that um, this crowdfunding uh, regulation and now also MICA regulation that mm-hmm. uh, is coming uh, for crypto asset service providers Uh, will be um, in that sense uh, uh, great things to have uh, because uh, you know they give those uh, businesses also uh, opportunity uh, to get a license from one mm-hmm. uh, country and then passport their uh, business uh, to uh, other to member other markets, states yeah. right um, could you tell us more about that coming regulation and perhaps also how it how it gels with Uh, what Estonia has been trying to do in this space. I mean, as, as far as I know, Estonia has been quite quite active in in terms of regulating uh, cryptocurrencies in, in recent years. So what's what's the situation there? Yeah, um, uh, this um, regulation, uh, to just clarify, yes. um, this uh, regulation uh, um, consists uh, rules for uh, AML um, mm-hmm. requirements, right? Anti-money laundering. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. exactly. And uh, uh, 
actually uh, uh, the regulation uh, that we have in Estonia doesn't cover uh, investor protection or customer uh, protection, right? So uh, the regulation that uh, we have in Estonia doesn't cover all the risks. Like it's just, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so um, maybe um, to think about this, um, what is going on, um, I think it's a right thing that Financial Intelligence Unit uh, made those uh, uh, requirements stricter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we know that uh, they increased uh, the capital uh, requirements. Uh, they also um, increased um, uh, the fees for uh, licenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also uh, made... Uh, uh, stricter some uh, know your customer uh, requirements and uh, uh, we see that uh, we still have those crypto asset uh, uh, service providers here uh, over 400 um, of course uh, we have uh, uh, heard that um, some of them uh have uh, come to our neighbor's doors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, also we see that uh, they are also now starting to uh, make those requirements uh, they're stricter. So, mm-hmm. But if you, if you ask um, if, you know, um, Estonia uh, in 2017, mm-hmm. um, uh, did it rightly to, you know, regulate uh, this uh, field? Um then in this fintech world, actually, um, we can see that um, if any country tries to be the first one to, uh, you know, regulate uh, uh, fintech uh, business models, then uh, they will never get this uh, good balance point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it either goes uh, um, one way or another, you uh, under-regulate or you over-regulate. And... Um, um, Today, we see there are a lot of um, uh, experiences from other mm-hmm. countries. Uh, for example, um, uh, in Germany, uh, they um, over-regulated their equity crowdfunding market. And what happened uh, was that they actually killed this uh, market there. Sort of what Germans do, yeah. That's yeah. Fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, the same uh, happened uh, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the crowdfunding market. Um, and yeah, on the other side is um, this Estonian story where uh, we um, uh, under-regulated this market. So yeah, I, I just see that uh, it's really hard to uh, get this uh, good point uh, when you're the first one to uh, I suppose. I suppose even, uh, even if you were to find a pretty good balance, uh, probably... In a decentralized world uh, such as ours, um, you would encourage a certain race to the bottom where, you know, um, the, the, the investors and the, the money and so on, it will automatically flow to the country that is offering the lowest point of entry. Um, just as we see within the United States where different taxation levels mean that companies move from one state to another or, or vice versa. Uh, and, and so even, even if Estonia were to now uh, increase its regulations, but Latvia would choose to to keep it lower, then then that's where uh, where more um, uh, companies and businesses in in this particular area would would prop up. So I, I I suppose we are awaiting a stronger European approach. Is that fair to say? 
Um, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> One word answers. Those are my favorite ones. <laughs> Keeping the episodes nice and short. No. Um, so this is, uh, do you, do you feel like staying with this EU topic that there is a lot of disparity, uh, sort of inequality in terms of, um, treatment of of crypto regulation uh, across the different eu member states or uh, do we feel like um we're all slowly but surely moving into the same direction how how do you see it across europe how does it play out um i think that uh, if mika comes of course mm. there's a, a time for that uh they see it coming um in the end of 2023 or early 2024 it depends on uh various uh, processes uh, but i think that uh, we're moving towards the same direction yeah. uh, with the other member states good yeah i mean eu regulations are like fine wine mm -hmm. uh, you you have to let them sit around for a few years and then uh, they they only get better uh lovely let's let's see how political support builds up for uh, for that um if you had to look into your crystal ball and uh, you would look a bit into the future um Where do you think fintechs will move uh, over the next few years? Is it is it um, uh, banking for for the underbanked parts of societies? Is it is it different kinds of, of currencies, whether that's crypto or something else? Um, where where do you think the market will go, and what do regulators have to do to keep up with all of that change? Mm -hmm. uh, good question again. Thank um, you. <laughs> Uh, you know, um, European uh, Commission has uh, written down uh, their um, digital uh, 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 finance uh, uh, strategy. Mm -hmm. And uh, in that strategy, they uh, actually uh, bring out uh, how the future of finance will uh, look like. Okay. So maybe, maybe so what I would share this. <laughs> yes, yes, please tell us. Uh, so uh, there are uh three um main uh, teams yes um the first team that they see is that uh, there are going to be uh a lot of uh small niche players mm -hmm. emerging from uh, uh financial services uh sector um why this is happening um basically common people around uh, us um, have noticed uh, those inefficiencies mm -hmm. in this uh, financial services market um, or just some uh, problems that uh, have been, uh, you know, overlooked by the incumbents uh, for a long time. And um, now they are fixing those things, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And of course, another uh, important point is that um, also... Uh, um, developing those uh, technology-based businesses, uh, the price of that uh, has uh, become cheaper, mm -hmm. right? So, um, yeah, so th this is the team number one that uh, we will have uh, much more uh, financial service providers. Mm -hmm. uh, then uh, team two, uh, what they bring out is that uh, uh, large banks, um, uh, when they... Um, used to, you know, uh, offer all the services possible and they somehow um, spread themselves uh, thin. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, this was the biggest downfall for uh, banks uh, for long um, um, uh, periods of time. Yeah. And um, 
now they have understood that yeah. and uh, they are basically uh, um, trying to offer uh, the core uh, services and then uh, those um, uh, niche uh, players mm-hmm. uh, will uh, uh, build their um, you know those new uh, layers on their core uh, uh, activities so uh, basically those traditional uh, banks will become uh, uh, those uh, core infrastructure providers uh, like those uh, eight lane highways and then, and then they on will, their backs you yeah, will have a lot of stuff developing yeah, yeah. exactly and then um, this uh, third uh, team that they also see um, is that the competition uh, between um, uh, incumbents and then uh, big techs mm-hmm. will arise uh, because um, big techs have uh, also uh, you know they have developed their uh, business and services and they have uh, uh, a lot of customers that are used to using their services mm-hmm. and then uh, they also see that they can be those platforms uh, um, on what the, the niche players can uh, you know build yeah so yeah these are basically the three uh, main things that they see uh, coming mm-hmm. and uh, what 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 role can can you guys play in facilitating that change um uh, around the world, um, basically, uh, um, those um, uh, innovation uh, facilitators, uh, we have different levels mm-hmm. for those. Uh, innovation Hub is uh, basically uh, the first level, um, but you can uh, have the second level, which is this uh, sandbox uh, mm-hmm. version, uh, where you uh, uh, can... Uh, do this work uh, even more, you know, detailed and uh, build up new regulations based on uh, uh, what you learn from uh, the businesses. So, um. very cool. Um, if we are slowly wrapping up, perhaps uh, as you are an Estonian citizen, um, what is the Estonian digital service, uh, probably from the from the public sector, that? Uh, you think is the most useful to you in your, whether it's daily work or personal life or or anything like that? And where do you think Estonia can still improve? Um, I guess uh, everybody should have this aim to, you know, uh, be improving all the time. So uh, uh, to me, even maybe it um, seems that uh, Estonia a little bit has, you know, fallen asleep. So it's mm-hmm. time to wake up again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, come up with some uh, new great uh, solutions. So, um, Okay. And last but not least, uh, try to describe the Estonian mindset at work um, to a person who has never met an Estonian and who has never been to Estonia. What do you think sets Estonia apart? Is there anything? Maybe we're just normal. No, I think we're not. Uh, <laughs> okay. I think uh, Estonian people are uh, really, really ambitious. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, something that... Uh, has a really great value so um wonderful well we're not called the baltic tiger for nothing thank you so much for your time dear listeners i hope you had a good time as well and we will be hearing you next month again for another iteration of the art of digitalization thank you so much for listening thank you
And that's the end of yet another thought-provoking conversation about the art of digitalization. In the meantime, make sure to stay connected with eEstonia on Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. You can also check out our website e-estonia.com to learn more about digitalization in this beautiful country and other upcoming events. For now, that is all from our side. Stay tuned for our next podcast episode and have a great day. Thank you.